Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast podcast for the week of September 26, 2022. I'm your host, Zach. This time we have Chris. Hello. And uh, we got tons to talk about. So we've got some huge news um, from HBO and Marvel and Netflix. So we'll get into all that in a little bit. But uh, unfortunately, we have to kick things off with some sad news. Um, and that is that Coolio passed away this week at age 59. Completely, completely sudden, completely out of nowhere. Um, I think I read it was like, like, he did, like it was cardiac arrests or something. <laughs> So he, yeah. he had he had some sort of cardiac issue like uh episode and then yeah they he was discovered uh dead in his home. Yeah, what kind of it's like you just never thought Coolio was like a fifty nine. Yeah. He like you know just kind of he just kind of kept out of like any kind of big news. I think was he still making music? Um. I mean, he, he was, I mean, his, his music was obviously still appearing on, like, shows and movies and stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, his music that he made, but I'm saying, like, yeah. like, like he, he wasn't on tour or anything. He is, he, he had a music video in 2019. Um, I did read that he had recorded, like, he's going to, he recorded it and finished it before he died, but, like, he's going to, uh, Quonsabot's going to be back in Futurama, the new, like, Hulu episodes. Oh, wow. So he, so he did that, he made, he made it, like, a new song or new music for Futurama. Um, so it's probably going to be, like, like the, probably the last thing you'll hear Julio in is one of those new, those new Futurama episodes. Which, that was obviously, like, one of his, like, best... <laughs> That's like like a pop culture like TV movie things is uh, Quonsabot. and it's it's because like he, Coolio like he didn't like he, he appeared in a bunch of stuff but he usually appeared as like as himself like he he didn't do a lot of like acting acting he just kind of like like he was like like cameo as himself or show up as himself usually that is true but but did you ever see the director's cut of Daredevil the movie That's, where he yeah. Mm-hmm. That that part surprised me. I was like, Julio? <laughs> yeah. And, and he, he did appear in a bunch of like weird, like he was in like uh pterodactyl. <laughs> like I think which I think that might have been was I I can't remember if that's an asylum movie or not, but like that was like a definitely like a sci-fi uh original movie. Where like pterodactyls like are unleashed by a volcano or something. You know, as they do. And I, I think he was also he was also in like a uh, like a shark movie called Red Water with Ludine Phillips, where they're like trapped on like an oil rig and there's like sharks like swarming the, around the oil rig. Um, and yeah, but, uh, Dracula Dracula three thousand he was in so, so, so like yeah a lot of like just for some reason like he was just in like just it was from like from like. 2000s, early 2000s, like mid 2000s, like he was just in like a bunch of like random horror movies for some reason. But I think, I mean, I, like 
probably it definitely is like his main contribution to like movies and TV and stuff was like music. Like obviously like like Gangsta's Paradise from Dangerous Minds, obviously like one of his biggest songs, one of those memorable songs in, in movies. Um uh the, the theme song for Keenan and Kel. I was like, here we go. Yeah, yeah. He so yeah, he he wrote and performed that obviously. Um Appeared, appeared on all that as well, a lot like too. It's like lots of like Nickelodeon stuff back in the day. And F- Fantastic Voyage obviously shows up a, a ton in a lot of, in movies and TV shows. Yeah, uh, Coolio was just like one of those like it's really hard to find anything bad to even think about Coolio because it just seems like he was very easy to work with from. From him just agreeing to be in these like weird things, we're just like, oh, I'll just be me. Yeah. Let, let letting Weird Al make Amish Paradise. <laughs> Which uh, I think like he didn't like it at first, but I think over the years, they um, he like he got like more comfortable with that song. Yeah, because cause, yeah, because like. Uh, because like I think like Gangsta's Paradise is like, is like a very very serious song, <laughs> and then like he's yeah like um so then Amish Paradise is like the complete opposite, just like totally ridiculous. Yep. But yeah, I think yeah I think you mentioned just like oh, oh like. Like Weird Al's a genius, like he, like like everyone like knows like Weird Al's a genius, like it, like it's like what he did was like super clever, so yeah. and uh, it was like he there's no, there's, chill with it. yeah, like it's like it, yeah, it's not like he, like he wasn't making fun of like that song, he's making he's making fun of like Amish people, <laughs> like but uh yeah go go uh go go listen to some Coolio, go watch um. Go watch some like some of his go watch some of his music videos. Go, go like, I mean, there's not really a lot of movies to. I mean, I guess watch the Daredevil like Treacherous Cut or like um, uh, the Futurama Christmas specials. <laughs> or or Pterodactyl or <laughs> But uh, yeah, so to uh, so R I P Coolio. Um. So moving on, uh, we got some pretty big trailers this week, and the, definitely like one of the biggest things news-wise this week is we got the first trailer for The Last of Us, which is the uh, next year's big HBO uh, adaptation of the the PlayStation game. The it's gonna be ba- first season is gonna be based on the first game, although they're gonna be like really like, like expanding things and like adding new things, and it's gonna be, like we're gonna get the. the all, all the main plot pieces of the game, but like with new expanded and like uh, new characters, new locations to make it more of like a TV show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Pedro, Pedro Pascal and uh, Bella Ramsey are starring as Joel and Ellie, and uh, same setup as the game. Like Joel has to get Ellie to like uh, Salt Lake City because she's like possibly she has an immunity to like the fungal infection that's turning everyone into like clickers, like. <laughs> And then you got the fireflies. You got like all all different characters that show up along the way. 
not, there's not a lot of dialogue. I, I'm a very I'm very curious to hear like Pedro Pascal's if he's gonna do like any sort of like southern drawl. Yeah, I, I wonder if like he's basically sound like the Mandalorian or if he's going for more of a um a new accent. Like he's gonna sound like he was in uh uh uh, uh King, secret agent one Kingsman. Kingsman that's one yeah like 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 I like I 1000 percent believe whatever like Pedro Pascal is probably gonna find some he's, he's gonna do a fantastic job probably but like I, I'm just I'm just curious to hear what he's gonna do for it and then uh you also have like uh so Anna Torv Gabriel Luna Nick Offerman uh Melly Linsky are all co-starring um and I think I think maybe like for the first time or like definitely like um like probably the big like biggest profile things like a bunch of a bunch of people actors from the games are appearing as like either like the characters they played or new characters so like merle dandridge who played marlene in um the game is playing marlene in the show um jeffrey pierce who voiced tommy in the game is playing a new character because um, Gabriel Luna is playing Tommy in, in the show, uh, and then Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson are going to appear as new characters, and they obviously played Joel and Ellie in the games, but they're going to be like new they're important characters. Oh, this is like Troy Baker as Troy Baker. <laughs> yes, but there's going to be a scene in a, like a, a voice acting studio that gets overrun by clickers or something. He's like recording another like another thing. Oh no! And then, uh, yeah. Uh, Craig Mazin, who brought us Chernobyl, uh, I think was that last year or two years ago, and uh, Neil Druckmann from Naughty Dog are the executive producers. So, yeah, like Naughty Dog is very involved in the show, especially Neil Druckmann, who like wrote both the games. So, and, and, and it looks, I mean, it looks like it's gonna be like very uh, faithful to the games. Like a lot, there's a lot of scenes that like looks like they're like directly from the games. Like the setting looks great. Uh, the clickers look really good. Like they're, they're doing like a mix of like practical and CG for the for the clickers. That's good. So I'm 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 super excited. Uh, I mean I I, I love both games and yeah hopefully this li- like li- is like a, a great adaptation of the games. Have you have you played um? Did you play? I, I think you played one, Chris. Did you play two yet? I'm not playing two. I actually watched Joe back when uh, he lived in Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he he played one. Like I hang out, and watch him play one a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, two, I didn't play. But two, I think, like one of the major ones got spoiled because you know, goddamn internet can't keep his mouth shut. Yeah, so this something pretty major happens within like the first like not even an hour like. 30 minutes <laughs> that's a 30 minute part it's it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty early out of the game but like the the first big like oh shit like okay which yeah, i don't I like which i i'm like i'm assuming if the, if this first season of last of us the show does well then we'll probably get into like last of us part two stuff in like the up, in, in upcoming seasons But uh, yeah, no, no, um, no release date yet. It's just 2023 sometime. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see if we get like an actual like definite release date soon. But 
super super excited for for that show and then uh netflix also had a bunch of trailers and kind of like news and behind the scenes stuff because they had their they had their tadum fan events on i think it was last weekend like friday saturday uh so they had like a a bunch of like yeah trailers and new like announcements of new shows and uh like blooper reels and stuff for like existing shows so a lot of like uh a lot of stuff for fans um as far as new tra- new like shows for new stuff um they had the trailer for uh the mother which is a uh jennifer lopez like action movie like it looks like basically jennifer lopez is like john wick or something where she's like a C- cia assassin who like gets roped in, like she gets, like gets drawn into like protecting this young girl from from something And she's like, and she's like, like, she's like a sniper or something, or she's like, whatever. Especially the being a sniper, because there's like multiple scenes where like she's like behind a sniper rifle, like taking people out. I know it. It looks like it could be a, a cool, like John Wick style action movie with a uh, with Jennifer Lopez. Everyone, everyone, everyone gets a, a John Wick now. Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk gets a John Wick. Allison Janney gets a John Wick. Like everyone gets a John Wick. Uh, there was also a trailer for uh, The Watcher, which is actually based on like a true like unsolved mystery. Um, which and this is gonna be a TV show. Uh, <clears throat> this and this is one of the uh, the Ryan Murphy shows. Um, so because uh, Ryan Murphy said that huge deal with Netflix, where he, like so we, we got like. Like Dahmer came out last week. That's a Ryan Murphy joint. Uh, there's a bunch of other like Ryan Murphy stuff coming uh, to Netflix. Uh, already came out or is coming out uh, on Netflix. But yeah, this is a uh, Ryan Murphy show. Yeah, it's it's based it's based on this this true story where it's like they this couple bought a house in New Jersey, and then they 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 got these letters these mysterious letters in their mailbox constantly from this person uh, calling themselves the Watcher. And was like, t- like basically like saying like, oh, I can see you in your house, like I'm, I'm watching you, but like they never figured out who it was. Really, just some crazy New Jersey stalker. Just yes, yeah, so, so, some crazy, yeah, crazy New Jersey stalker who just like, yeah, they never, they never figured out like how he could like how this person could see like into the house or like get details from from inside the house like it's just uh, like just yeah this never i think that people just moved in this like in this like moved across the country and just like this and, like they just never figured out who it was but uh Naomi Watts and uh Bobby Cannavale are the couple that moves into the house and then you got uh uh Mia Farrow and uh Richard Kind and Margot Mondale and Jennifer Coolidge and Christopher McDonald is like like I, I think potential suspects slash like their neighbors in this new area. Didn't didn't um Naomi Watts play another like movie like this? Um, there's like two movies that are similar. It's like The Strangers and then uh Funny Games. Well, f- well, Funny Games is like these like guys like take a family hostage and like torture them i think that's funny yeah. oh what was yeah oh are you thinking of dream house wasn't that the, or that was that that was like the house was like tur- like like transforming is, or something or like 
Yeah, then that was like Daniel Craig was like her husband or something, and well, Daniel Craig was like he had another family that died in that house. I think yeah, I think so. It was just like surprise, my first family died in the house that we just moved into or something like that. Yeah. But uh, this, yeah, so but the watcher's gonna be October thirteenth, so that's in uh, two two weeks uh, on Netflix. You checked out that show, and then uh, they also had a trailer for they cloned Tyrone, which is another Jamie Fox uh, Netflix joint, along with uh, uh, John Boyega and uh, Tiana Paris. It's like a weird like it's like a it's almost like it's like like sci-fi black dynamite it seems like where it's like it's like set in like the 70s but then like it's like there's like some sort of crazy like government cloning project going on and like Jamie Fox is like a pimp and then like they're like it's like this trio is trying to like basically figure out like what the hell is going on with the government in like their neighborhood I know it's. I feel like it's the same plot as uh, us. I, mm, I maybe I don't know. Like, they didn't. They didn't really get. They didn't really get into like a lot of like the, the, you see kind of see like a, like the flashes of like the like sci-fi like government conspiracy stuff at the end. But yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a pulpy kind of mystery, uh, like and then. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland's also in it, so that's going to be uh, December 30th on Netflix. So basically, like, one of the last things you can watch on Netflix for the year. Um, and then they also, uh, we got just, just some images of this, but, like, very exciting news on the anime front. Uh, we're getting an Anamusha anime show. Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, which it's it's gonna be. It looks like it's gonna be similar to like the Tekken show. Um, uh, Sublimation Studios is gonna be the the studio behind it. Um, but also uh, Takashi Miike is gonna be like the, basically the showrunner, who you know obviously has brought us stuff like uh, Ichi the Killer and uh, uh, Thirteen Assassins and uh, the Ace Attorney movie and also the Yakuza movie like Like a Dragon. He directed both those movies. I didn't know he did like a dragon. Yeah, he did like a dragon, and he did also the Ace Attorney like live action adaptation, along with like each of the killer and like his audition and like his like crazy like horror movies and stuff. But but yeah, he's gonna be yeah he's gonna be uh, show show running Anamusha. It's gonna be a mix of like three uh, D animation. And hand-drawn backgrounds, so like the characters are gonna be 3D, but then the backgrounds are gonna be like 2D, like uh, hand-drawn, which I which I guess is how the Tekken show is. Like Tekken Bloodlines is, is a similar style. I still gotta watch the Tekken show. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I've heard, I think I've heard it's been, it's pretty good, right? Like the, the Tekken show is like actually like a pretty good. Maybe not as good as like Castlevania, but like a pretty good like anime, like a video game anime show. Oh, they're all, they're also um basing the character of uh like so like the main character of Anamusha, they're basing it like look wise uh 
like so, so like so Mushashi Miyamoto, Miyamoto they're, they're like modeling after uh, Toshiro Miyafune from like Seven Samurai and stuff. So, uh, so no, no, no release date on that yet, but that's probably coming maybe next year. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to hopefully hear about a, a release date on that soon. And then I think probably, probably a big thing from like the, I, that I noticed from Tadum is that they had like a extraction two behind the scenes video, and that movie looks fucking crazy. Like I don't I don't know if you saw any of that, Chris, but they're like there's a, they're doing a stunt where they're landing a helicopter on a plane, like a, on a moving train. Like it's like a full like a full size helicopter is landing on a train. What? Why? Just for like some sort of like like to like drop people off to like attack a train or something. It's like one of the set pieces, but I mean, yeah, it looks like they're like definitely like amping up the stunts, like for the second one, and like they're going to like uh, I don't know if it's like a Russian prison or like some sort of like prison. Um, there's like a big fight. It looks like there's a big fight where like uh, Chris Hemsworth has like a riot shield. He's like using and he's like fighting about like a ton of guys with like a riot shield. So it it looks it looks it looks pretty like it's gonna be awesome. Uh, hopefully we, hopefully we get, we, we get like an actual trailer for that soon. Cause this, this was not a trailer; it was like kind of just behind the scenes special look kind of thing. But uh, but yes, same Sam Hargrave is back to direct it. Um, and yeah, I mean uh, yeah, like, it looks like looks like there's like amping things up to like <laughs> a, a level beyond extraction, which is already kind of crazy. So. And this is a sequel, right? Yes, because they like somehow, somehow, despite all of his injuries, uh, like is it was it, was it Chris Rake or ta- ta- oh, ta- Taylor Rake, Chris Hemsworth's character? Like he survived the, all of his wounds, like getting stabbed in the neck and like falling off a bridge, and like, like he, he but he survived somehow. So he's so he's back for uh, a new mission. Which you know. Cool. I just feel like maybe take a vacation. Yeah. Him and his crew. I mean, just him. All he had is one person survive. Mm-hmm. And I think that and Extraction Two is gonna be next year sometime. We don't really, we don't we don't have a release date for that movie yet either. But uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully hear more about that soon as well. Like an actual like. Actual tra- like actual trailer with like actual like <laughs> footage in it. But uh yeah, so that was trailers. Um so moving on, I uh, probably the biggest news of the, of the week uh, that kind of exploded the internet is that uh Ryan Reynolds got on social media and announced uh Deadpool three is gonna be coming out in September of twenty twenty four. But also that Hugh Jackman's gonna be back as Wolverine. So one one last time uh, for Hugh Jackman, he's gonna be, he's gonna be appearing in Deadpool three alongside Ryan Reynolds, which just craziness. Very crazy that they're just he's back. Mm-hmm. Although they said that, they said they're not gonna like it's not gonna do they're not gonna do any sort of like gymnastics of like well how is he back because he died in Logan like they're not they're just gonna be like fuck that we're not doing it we're not explaining anything like it's like this just just pretend this is a, a new a, a new version of Wolverine you're like like a different version of Wolverine like 
they're not, not going to try to explain anything of like any continuity or canon or anything. It's like it's just well, Hugh Jackson's back as Wolverine. Like, don't worry, just go with it. Yeah, which for anything else but but Deadpool, I would say like no, like explain it, but like it makes perfect sense for Deadpool just, just for him just like just just to, for like Hugh Jackson just to be back as Wolverine, but like no explanation or like no try attempts to like explain anything. Just like he's back, like. He looks like it looks like he's from X two, but he's back. Like or like he's from like uh the Wolverine. I I hope he's I I hope he's finally in like either like the yellow and brown suit or like the like animated series suit finally. Like just get him into like one of those suits for one time. Yeah, even if it's if it's like a, a flashback or something. Yeah. Just to see what he would look like in it. And I think I think and we've heard we've heard before um from I think actually like Kevin Feige said it, but like it like Deadpool it's still gonna be even though it's like under the Marvel Cinematic Universe umbrella, like it's still gonna be R rated. Um so you don't have to worry about like like Deadpool getting like d- like dumbed down or like watered down because now it's like Disney owns it. Um, it's still gonna be R rated. Although, and but but now they get, now now they get to make it like they get like have like way more targets they they like take aim at like they they take aim at like the like the entire MCU and make jokes about probably make jokes about the, about the Avengers and Thanos and like whatever else they want to make fun of. Free for all. I hope like they also make fun of uh I don't know the TV show stuff if they ever get to that if they are able to make fun of that. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure probably everything is on like on the table like any any sort of MCU thing is probably the fair game. It'd, it'd, be, it'd be great if there's like some sort of like Hugh Jackman like musical number like like. A reference or something, or just like like some sort of like like Wolverine listening <laughs> to song or dance thing. Because I was I was that's a huge like huge jacket thing. Or or just have or or, 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 just, or or just have Hugh Jackman like appear as himself, and then also like because like they have they obviously they've done that before. Where, like Deadpool like killed Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool too. Maybe, maybe he kills him for something. <laughs> yeah. Thing else, just like, haha, you think he was gonna be part of the movie, but it's like meta. It's Hugh Jackman filming like a Wolverine scene. Yeah. My 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 dream would be a some sort of Joker reference about Viva Laughlin. <laughs> the the like the show lasted like two episodes. <laughs> Where everyone lip synced to pop songs in Las Vegas. <laughs> Wasn't he like the devil? No, he did, like he, he Jackman just like he just like li- like sang he sang along to uh, "Sympathy for the Devil," right? Like so and song, but like he like he wasn't he wasn't he was just like an evil like ca- casino owner or something. You're like the one person who remembers. I've I've never actually seen it. I just I just remember it from the soup because the soup like for like the the two or three weeks that like people love was on, they just had clips from it. Like especially like there's a clip where like like the main character is like uh having a flashback to like when he worked in the convenience store, but it's, it's set to, like Elton John's "I'm Still Standing." 
<laughs> and he's like, and he's like lip syncing. I'm still standing, like dancing down an escalator. And then Joel, Joel McHale's just like, "Why would you cancel this? We need this." But yeah, that 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 would be a, like a dream joke. I'm just like some sort of like have have like Deadpool like lip syncing to like doing some sort of like reference, like dancing like Sympathy for the Devil or something. <laughs> But they got yeah they got plenty of time to figure out what whatever they're gonna do because it's yeah it's it's two years away it's September sixth twenty 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 four is when Deadpool three is coming out so we got a while but uh it, yeah it's gonna be hopefully now, now that we know it's gonna be Deadpool and Wolverine together <laughs> like build up the hype now yeah we're ready for this mm-hmm. uh so we also found out uh I think it was. Yeah, early, I think earlier this week, uh, we found out that uh, James Earl Jones, his uh, retiring from uh, voicing Darth Vader, but he has sold like his voice rights to like Lucasfilm Disney and also like a Ukrainian company that like I think it's like Respeecher, I think is the name of the company. So like, yeah, so he signed the rights for them to use basically like use AI to make if they want to use Darth Vader in future projects, they can use AI to like recreate his voice. Which they've already, they, they, which they already did in like Obi Wan, like a lot, of, a lot of the lines in Obi Wan that were like not Hayden Christensen, like Obi, like James Earl Jones talking was like uh, AI generated, and they also used it for uh, to make like younger Luke uh, voice for Book of Boba Fett. Really, I thought that was just uh, like Luke Skywalker, like just Mark Hamill, really focusing on his voice. No, yeah, they, they, I think they fed in, they, they fed in like younger Mark Hamill stuff into the AI and then generated new dialogue. So it sounded, so, so it sounded like, like 70s or 80s uh, Mark Hamill. And then, yeah, they did the same thing for, uh, for Obi Wan Kenobi. And then any, any future projects are going to use the same kind of technology. I'll try to feel about that. I mean that's that's that, that's that's the new thing. Like like I think breaking like breaking news right before we started was that Bruce Willis sold his uh, deep fake rights. So like people people so you can like you can license out Bruce Willis's likeness and like have like a CG or like fake Bruce Willis in your movies. And not his voice. I I yeah I I just thought, I just read it was like just his likeness. So you, like yeah like weird like weird not like a weird like shell of Bruce Willis that doesn't like has a different voice or like had it, you gotta figure out some way to like or like to have someone who's doing like a Bruce Willis impression but and they've also then Star Wars obviously already done it with like they had like young Carrie Fisher in Rogue One they had Graham off Tarkin so they basically like had like a CG uh Peter Cushing appear yeah, basically we're slowly just remaking the Clone Wars with real people yeah or like fake people we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna get to a point where it's just like, do you want like Clark Gable in your movie? Here, here's your CG Clark Gable. He's he's starring in movies again. He's back. Yeah. His, his family estate owes a lot of money. That's why he's. It's back. it's 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 just yeah, just it's whatever literally whatever actor you want, living or dead, you can have in your movie. It's it's gonna be at some points. Again, very weird. Just dead people are stealing people's jobs. Yeah. I think wasn't I think there was a movie like last year that had like uh 
it got a little bit of attention because they had like a like a they had like basically like James Dean co-starring in it. What? There was like a CG James Dean that they that they had in some some I can't remember what the movie was, but like it was like some movie like they they like CGI'd like James Dean into it. But it but it, but it wasn't like it wasn't like old like James Dean footage. It was like a new performance of James Dean. Weird. You see, like, that yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 super bizarre. This, this James James Jones thing is like less bizarre because it's just his voice and like it's like, and it's like you just throw, throw throw someone in the Darth Vader suit and then just have his voice and it's fine. Yeah. Like, but when it's just like your overall like I don't know build. Same thing with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. I mean. I don't know. Yeah. I understand why he did it. I understand that basically in order to see more Bruce Willis in the future, you can always get different iterations. But like, I feel like we're, it's like still not there yet where it's like, oh, it's like a PS2 era Bruce Willis walking around. No. Yeah. It's, it's nowhere close to being like Seabliss or anything. <laughs> But uh, moving on uh, to some other news, um, we got some news about uh, in the gaming world. Uh, there's gonna be a creep show game based on the shut, specifically like the Shutter uh, series that's going on for four seasons now, or three, three, three seasons. Season four is coming up soon. Um, but uh, Dread XP is gonna be uh, publishing it, and uh, Dark Darkstone Digital who uh did the mortuary assistant is going to be like the main developer on it but it it also sounds like it's it's going to be like similar to like the like dread xp like their anthology like their um oh, what's the dread x collection like it sounds like it's, it sounds like it's going to be like that but like officially licensed creep show so like a bunch of like mini like episode like basically creep show episodes but they're like each each one is like a a, a different game with like a different like Maybe graphic style or gameplay style. I'm sure I'm probably the creep is gonna probably gonna introduce all of them. <laughs> It'll be, probably be, have like a like like a comic book kind of like style of like introducing them. But yeah, it's gonna be like a anthology game. I which is, I which understand is, that. Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty cool. Like I like the, I mean the Dread X, the Dread X collection is pretty. It's like always interesting if like some of the games are maybe not like it's kind of like just like oh this is like kind of like i i, I could see the idea but it didn't really like it's like it's kind of like not enough to like it's like it's not enough to like be like if they flesh it out more it'd be better but like as is it's kind of like an interesting like de like demo right a like, concept but um yeah if they i i and i'm just i because it sounds like it sounds like they're gonna do like um new stories like because like it, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see like how whether you do like if they like adapted like actual like already existing creep show episodes or segments or something and like you just have I, to play it out the way it's ending yeah so... yeah also i also wondered like is every is every like game just gonna end with like you like dying a horrible death because that's pretty much every creep show episode it's like like you know, creep show usually ends with like that whatever the character is like getting some sort of like horrible comeuppance so yeah yeah i don't know what's the like oh like you learned a lesson and you went home yeah. after you're bored 
Yeah, it's like you're not really you're not really gonna beat any of the episodes. It's just like you're just like, oh, here here's like here's your less your moral morality lesson. You died. Like But uh yeah, so that, so that's in development. It's probably gonna come out um oh yeah, it's it's gonna come out in twenty twenty four, so that's a, it's a it's a ways off. But yeah, we found out about this week and then yeah, hopefully we'll get some more uh news in the future about that. And then uh, last bit of news is uh, there is a new Cloverfield movie in development. It's been like three years, so, you know, yeah, another time. I, the last one was, uh, I believe it was 2018? Oh, 2016. No, no, yeah, 2018 was uh, Cloverfield Paradox, which was like infamously like they had that commercial during the Super Bowl. Where it's like, watch it, after, it's, on, it's on Netflix right now. So like everyone watched it after the Super Bowl and was like, oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> like, well, I was one of the suckers who watched it right after, and then I was yeah. just like, what? Cloverfield Paradox is if it, it's so much better if it wasn't a Cloverfield movie. And oh, it, yeah, because the... it, it, it like ended on a on a better note than um whatever happened at the end. Like it was like a weird paradox version of the universe. Well, they, was... they, they they like they like slid they like basically like slid sideways into like an alternate universe, and but then all, that that caused the Cloverfield monsters to appear. And so then, so it's like they no, but they. Then the, but then there was like, wasn't there a version of like one character that was evil in the other universe or something? It's like they wanted to like reverse something, like because it was like a it was a joint effort space crew with everyone. Yeah. Well, then. Didn't Daniel Brule go like go crazy or something and like wanted to like like blow up the station or something? No, no, no. He he had a gun um backup like in case things went to shit. Oh, oh yeah. The tall lady, the blonde lady, she she got the gun. Yeah. But then it turned out she's not from that same universe, right? It was like the twist is that she swapped places with like a, the other girl. Yeah, there was a there's a lot of like alternate universe stuff, but then and then somehow it's like and then they're they're like oh and that also causes like the Cloverfield monster to appear somehow. <laughs> yeah. And, also, somehow, and it's and then, not and then, even worth like explaining. Yeah, and then like weird like weird like like uh like connections to like Ten Cloverfield Lane and like the original Cloverfield and stuff like all all the Cloverfield stuff in Cloverfield Paradox was just like so like shoehorned in. Yeah, as I say, if they just focus on not that, I've been fine. Yeah. But uh yes, but uh, there's a new one coming. Um uh babak anvari who directed the movie wounds uh which i think was like an indie horror movie um is directing this new cloverfield movie there's no kind of plot details like we don't know if it's going to be like a a sequel to any of them or like a kind of or like maintain like the anthology feel of the franchise and be like a a new like a new like a new a new story but like with like elements of like the uh cloverfield stuff like before But, uh, 
yeah i don't know i i would yeah hopefully it's more like uh the original one or especially like technical review lane because like technical review lane is probably the strongest one of the franchise really i like the first one I, I mean, I, I, I'd put, I'd put, I put the first one right behind Cloverfield Lane, but I like Cloverfield Lane. I think it's like really, like that was like it just felt like a really awesome like Twilight Zone episode. Okay. I mean, it's one of those things where I prefer the first one because it's like the t- there wasn't that many twists and turns. Cloverfield Lane was like subversive, where like you mm-hmm. think it's just crazy person in the basement and then it's more than that would you would you want them do you want them to return to like found footage because we haven't only only the first one is found footage and then we haven't like really we haven't gone back to that for the like the series true. i kind of want to see found footage more because it's like i feel like that was that did found footage well the first one yeah uh but i understand if they don't because basically it's it's hard to it's hard to do that well just because you can a lot of horror found footage movies fall flat if they don't mm-hmm. do it well but uh yeah i guess well, well i guess we'll have to see uh going forward like what like, like more de- like more info about like what that because there's pretty much there's pretty much like there's no info about plot or anything like we have no idea what this is it's just a new cloverfield movie's coming so uh i don't even think there's like a release date yet so it's in development it's probably gonna be it's probably a couple years off so we'll have to we have probably probably a, a little bit of a wait to hear anything new else new about this cloverfield movie but glad they're kind of going back to like they're going back and hopefully they get, like get things back on track after Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, I mean Cloverfield Paradox again wasn't a bad movie, just like it was like unfocused by the middle. I feel like it was it was also weird because like, I feel like it came out like, like the same time as like there was like that movie Life with like uh right that everyone, that, everyone, everyone thought was like the fed, like a Venom like, it was like this is a Venom like tie-in. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that came out like the week before, like, week before, week after, and it was like also like a sci-fi space station movie. And that was that was probably that was, it, that was definitely better than <laughs> Cloverfield Paradox. And it was also like that. Like, life was it was like life should have been the Cloverfield movie because like that was also like more thematically because it was like it was about like a weird like 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 creature <laughs> like yeah, so it's if like, that was a chlorophyll monster i would yeah. be fine with that right yeah like, that makes more sense for the satellite the monster in the sea the altered dimension thing was a big weird twist that ultimately paid us nothing oh wait so speaking about chlorophyll paradox do you remember the people at home like it was the the like people on earth like yeah, that was that just went that was, nowhere. Yeah, that was such a like that just felt like a we we don't have enough movie footage. We, we don't have enough like story of like the space station stuff. We need like fill in like we need like half an hour of like not like <laughs> side stuff. Because it was like it was like the one, the like the main character's husband like just like driving around this like like disasters and that that was also like that was like the main like. Here's your here's your monsters, here's Cloverfield monsters running around. Like Yeah, that was just like a bad like uh for the this is for the fans. I'm like, what fan <laughs> wanted this? Yeah. It was weird fan service. 
But uh, yeah, so that's that's it for uh, news this week. So let me jump into uh, show and tell. And Chris, did you see anything in the last week or so here? Uh, yeah, I saw when uh, a stranger calls. The the original nineteen seventy. Yeah, seventy nine. I think. It was it was it was just on uh, one hundred one scariest movie moments. This like this week's episode. So I think it was like it was, I think it was in the fifties. I, I can't remember exactly what number it was, but it was in like it's definitely it's in the fifties for like their their countdown list. Have you seen it? I I mean I've heard of it. Um, and I I, I know like like obviously it's like like actually like scariest movie moments was talking about like it's like everyone like everyone just everyone just likes the tw- the first twenty minutes and then the rest of the movie is just kind of like garbage. But I've heard that and then I watched it and I completely agree. Yeah. It is. Like it should, it should, it should, it should, it should, it should not have been a full movie. It should, yeah, it should, it should just been like a short film with the, the, the Carol Kane stuff, and that was it. <laughs> so there's this, it's it's a movie in three acts, and it's all bonkers. And do you want to you want me to spoil it? Because I, I I don't know how to review it well besides the first twenty minutes maybe. But even then, it's like there's still so much bonkers plot. That no, like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, okay. So it's it's part, it's like like. How, however many like over 30 years old or 40 years old like I mean, if you haven't seen it by now but yeah. like i still say the first three minutes is great even when you know the twist it's not bad yeah but after that the twist it's like that's the first 20 minutes there's still more movie and it's just like it drags and it's just like who wrote this part of the movie so all right so the first tw- first act is a college babysitter who is watching these two kids at this residence mm-hmm. and she has, she's there from like set like 6 PM to like midnight. It's one of those things where like the parents tell the babysitter who's played by Carol Kane. That's okay. I'll be back. We'll be back later. But if we stay later, like that means we went to go hang out. Like we'll be back even late, you know, stay to midnight then. So don't just leave. Cause it's also the era where like cell phones didn't exist. Yeah. So you just had to just, be it, tell people at locations will be at certain places, and if not, like we trust you to wait. So it's not bad. So, uh, at some point around like I think like two hours into her shift, she um gets a call that's saying like, "Have you checked on the children?" And then hangs up, and then like calls back later and breathes heavy and just hangs up over and over again, and. After, like, the fifth call, Carol, uh, Carol Kane's character, Jill, Jill Johnson, uh, she starts to panic, and now she's really creeped out, and then calls the police, and just is trying to describe what's going on, but the police can't do anything based on, like, oh, yeah, like, it's is he threatening you? No, he just calls me over and over again, but the kid's not a crime yet. Like, you know, wait it out. Just tell him to screw off. Eventually, like, he keeps calling, and just because she's kind of polite, like, you know, she sort of just tries to, just, like, tell the stranger on this, this phone to be like, stop calling me. And the, the guy's just like, oh, but you haven't moved. Like, you haven't um, done anything. And, you know, 
And then that freaks her out because now she thinks like he's outside, he's somewhere in the neighborhood. The police, and then she tells the police. The police then say, okay, we're going to trace the call. Like, we're gonna, anytime that's calling your number, we'll trace it. We have to keep him on for like at least like a minute. So, Ken, like, she sort of panics and locks down the house and gets the call and then tries to build up the minute. And then uh, he keeps asking her, like, have you, why have you not checked on the children? Why have you not checked on the children? And she, like, doesn't get it. And then uh, she, she gets, like, cut off. And the police call her back and say, like, the call's coming from your house. Like, you need to get out. And then she freaks out and tries to run out. And that's when it super cuts to this really weird shot to um, the police at the door. But it's taken, like, after she, like, freaked out and stuff. So, like, the camera angle zooms in on who actually is, like, the, the like, protagonist to this whole movie. Uh, John Clifford, who was played by Charles uh, Durning. And he he's famous for being in, like... I don't know, like, he was a very classic actor in the 70s, 60s, and 80s. Um, like, he was in uh, Oh Brother, Where Are Thou? Dick Tracy as, like, Tracy's cop, like, as, as, as like, the police chief. Like, he's, yeah. like, the jolly rotund guy that you have in your movie as, like, the stern um, kind of boss character. Mm-hmm. However, in this movie, he's, like, the main star. He's, like, this detective guy and like they just zoom on his face and it's just like you this is the shot you guys want like he just looks like tired he's like, oh, I'm here to, like self-crime and it's just like why would they pick this angle because it makes it seem like she runs into his arms but it's not it's like it's supposed to be like hours later he's there like at the crime scene like staring like kind of like being daunted by what's going on but the crime is like super simple it's like a, a one and done shot because what happens is like turns they don't show it but they talk about it and like what happens is the killer is a crazed british national that has just overstayed his welcome in america went nuts murdered these kids like hours earlier and just like was naked smeared blood on himself just hanging out in their room and it turns out that in this house there was a second phone line that the owners thought was disconnected, but apparently this naked serial killer guy, like, found the phone line, was able to call the house phone, like, he figured out that was working, and then, like, killed the kids and did all this, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those, like, it made it seem more methodically plot, plotted, but it still doesn't make any sense of how he knew this, but whatever, right? So, um, it's, like, ten years later, and now, like, that killer guy escapes from his, like, pres- his, like, mental ward and is loose. And the father of the slain kids hires um, the former head detective now, because now it's, like, the main head detective retired and now became a private eye. So he hires, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, John Clifford to just find out where, like, the killer is, and take him out, like, if he can, like, because he just knows, like, no justice will happen, like, he's just, like, I will pay you to find him and kill him, and it's one of those, like, gentleman things where, like, John Clifford's, like, yeah, like, that was really messed up, like, I will do this for you, 
And then it's just an hour of of like John Clifford searching through I think New York or whatever city they're in while the killer uh who is I forgot the killer's name uh Kurt Oh so yeah the that, that guy Kurt he um he tries to hit on this like barfly who rejects his like advances but he gets really obsessed with her and then follows her home and then like she follows he follows her right to her apartment door he invites himself in her house and then she just like tells him like hey i need you to go and he's like hey you want to go on a date later and then it's like she's like man eh, maybe later and then leaves <laughs> and it's like you, you just let a stranger walk into your home i'm skipping the part i think it should really uh explain he gets it. Kurt gets his ass kicked at this bar because as he's trying to aggressively like hit on this woman, like she's very uncomfortable to the point where some guy playing pool in the back like steps up and says like Leave the lady alone, or I'm gonna fight you. And then Kurt's just like No, I I, I never want to leave this lady alone. And he beats the shit out of Curtis. And then like he just then follows this woman home when she leaves for the night. But it's like it's like three in the morning because it's not like she she stayed till closing you know it wasn't just like oh she left the next night or it's just like oh hey it's you you followed me home like she's not freaked out by that she's like oh yeah i'm sorry about getting her ass kicked and blah blah blah. like she shows pity which again he's just like oh okay like you're my target you showed me pity and like you're kind so i have to kill you like you know i mean like it just didn't make any sense all the while like you just forget Carol Kane for the longest time. Uh, and then it's just like, it's just like, not even cat and mouse. Like, it's pretty much like the main, dete- the, the private eye now goes to that woman's house, or woman's apartment, because he wanted, he figured out of his detecting skills, like where that guy likes to go and where the, and then like the only woman at this bar, you know, like was there. And then like the bartender tells him like, oh, you know, go to her house, she'll give you answers. Like, it's very, like, classic detective story. Not even noir, just detective. And then, yeah, he just plants a trap for Curtis where um, he makes the woman, like, invite the guy to her her apartment where then uh, John can just show up and try to, like, I don't know, confront uh, Curtis. But guess what his weapon of choice is? Like to, to try to kill Curtis. Um, like like a phone because he's using people. Oh, that's poetic, but no, no, that make make too much sense. It is like the most like, this is really difficult. Why would you do this? All right, you want to know what it is? Yeah. He brings one pin, like <laughs> a knitting pin or whatever. Like he just brings that. That's his weapon. Not a gun. Mm-hmm. Not a knife. Is he, is he Jet Li? Like, he's going to do, like, acupuncture, like, deadly acupuncture on him? I mean, it's a little thicker, but yes. Like, he... It makes no sense, Zach. When, like, he tells him, like, oh, like... Because then, because, you know, to get some of the contacts, and people are like, oh, you're on a path to find this guy. But then they're like... They kind of sense, like, you're not just going to find him, are you? He goes, you're going to kill him. Like, what? He goes, yeah, like... What do you... How, how do you plan? He goes, I'm going to kill him with a pin. 
Like, it, it's, like, so deadpan. And then when you see the pin, you're like, that's it? Like, it's not like a, a like, it's thicker than, okay, it's, like, as big as, like, a butter knife. You know, like, this pin. It's just, like, it doesn't make any sense. And it's used in two parts. Like, when he, like, thinks he corners Curtis, he, like, takes out the pin and hides it behind his back. And you think he would just charge at him and stab him? Like, oh, it's a pin. Like, it's like an industrial pin, but, like, um, you would try to use it as a knife, right? He uses it like a goddamn throwing dagger. Like, <laughs> and he misses. Like, that's the insane thing. Like, it, he doesn't, I mean, it, like, it, it like, I don't know, sticks in the wall a bit, but it's not like he threw with such force that his pin can, like, I don't know, like, really mess you up, but it's one of those things where, like, it threw me off, because I was watching this, and I was just like, what's happening? Like, did he just throw, like, a comical pin? Like, it looked like a movie prop pin, you know, like or like a, a Halloween murder pin or something. That's like, the spirit of Halloween makes, like, a toy murder weapon. You know what I mean? It just like, what? So, uh... Oh, by the way, Curtis gets away from this. He escapes into the night <laughs> for like I don't know, two days. And for some whatever reason, in the third act, which is shorter, thank God, and it comes full circle, Carol, I mean, uh, Carol Kane now uh, as Jill Johnson, she has kids of her own. She actually is like a uh, uh, like a spokesperson for a foundation she founded. Uh, She's supposed to be awarded, like, um, some sort of ceremony. And Curtis finds that in the newspaper, that, like, it's the same woman. And then it's like, okay, cool. I'm just going to find out where, where she's doing all this thing. And then it's kind of like it replays the first part of the movie. But now it's, like, a whole new babysitter. But the movie doesn't focus on babysitter. The movie then jumps to, um, to like, Carol Kane and her husband having dinner. And then, for some, I don't know how this happens, but the killer figures out which restaurant she's at and gives it a call to then say, like, have you checked the children? Which then sends her being, like, this crazy mess. And then they rush home. Nothing happens there. And they go to bed. But then, when she, she kind of st- wakes up and tries to go, like, oh, like, is the whole house locked? Like, it's freaking me out that, like, this happened and, like, she knows that he escaped. And then uh, it turns out he's just, like, in bed with her. Like, surprise. Like, he doesn't, he's already in the house. He knocked out the husband. And he's in bed, just sort of, like, waiting to pounce. Uh, and then, out of nowhere, John Clifton shows up. Just kicks open the door, knows exactly when and where. I don't think it's a point where, like, the exchange like, info. He just shows up. And then he kills Curtis. Like, just that's it. Like, it's, it's, I mean, uh, Carol Kane struggles a bit, but it's also, like, alright, like, why is this happening? And then, like, oh, there's Curtis. And then there's, um, John Clifford, and he just shoots him. Doesn't use the pin. It just shoots this guy dead, and then the movie just ends. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of, like, loops and stuff. And, like, 
hatching, like sort of like building story and intention, but it's totally not worth it if basically you're making a terrible like I don't know horror taxi movie where like you you, you try to sh make Curtis kind of um, sympathetic, but he's not when you know in the beginning he murdered children. Like mm -hmm. it, you know. It, one of those like I didn't, what are they trying to prove and it's it's proven that like he's not well and then his desires aren't good and then like it just by luck he knows where to go and it still doesn't explain how he knows this you know like it just is bizarre and uh yeah like again the there's parts to the movie that you don't mind the beginning is great you know, the first 20 minutes, you think, oh, this is a great short story. And then you realize, holy shit, there's still, like, more movie. The second act, with just John Clifford just doing detective work and just, like, bribing people and asking questions and showing phot photographs and, and being very, like, hey, I'm new here. Like, I need to know, blah, 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 where it's going. Like, it's very, like, classic detective thing, where he's not telling them I'm a detective, just, like, I'm... I'm doing this and just kind of observing, right? But it doesn't fit the tone of the beginning. Like, it's a, the beginning just it sounds like a whole different movie I watched, and then I flipped to, like, another movie, a TNT movie or something. <laughs> yeah. So, it's really bizarre. But, I also, well, I'm in the middle of looking at this movie because, like, it, it is, like, I was just, like, bored. Like, I was, like, looking through the history of this movie, and why is it so, like, uh so good it turns out that um they did remake this and they took the first 20 minute act into a whole new movie like a whole expanded movie and it never leaves that moment yeah it, it's like i i understand why they had to remake it because when a stranger calls was was okay that i mean it was all the thing but then I also discovered that there's a sequel to A Stranger Calls called When A Stranger Called Back. And it basically makes Carol Kane's character like like a Death Wish character where she like she knows how to fight and she's prepared for like creeps and then uh like she she becomes like kind of like uh like John. And then John's back too. Like they both like take down like stalkers. So, yeah, that was it. Was also a Showtime original. <laughs> like the sequel was like a, a like a Showtime made for TV movie. And that was weird because that was like I don't know, like twenty, almost twenty years later, they made a sequel. Mm -hmm. I mean, the cover looks badass. And Carl <laughs> gone, and it's like you know, it's the, the, the you know the, it could be any murderer, just any murderer that shows up in your bedroom who you don't want them to. So it kind of makes, I like the mythos of like, oh, it's not not exactly about, you know, Jason, Freddy, or some unkillable monster. It's just like this, like, this serial killer is someone in your neighborhood you don't know. It'd be great, it'd be great in a sequel, because neither of us have seen the sequel, but like, it'd be great in a sequel to, if like, Carol Kane kills the guy, whoever the new person is, and it's like, wrong number. Yeah. But I, I haven't seen the remake. I doubt I'm gonna see it because I feel I like think, 
it, I think it came out in like when they were like remaking everything in like early like that like early two thousands where like it was like Black Christmas got the remake and like uh like I was like Friday thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street got remakes and uh like my bloody valentine like all that like all, like that like that like whatever like like from like 2000 like early like 2005 2006 2007 that like that those years there's like yeah there's, there's like so many like just like hey remember this 70s horror movie we're gonna like remake it honestly like if they just made it so the killer gets away or something in a believable fashion, I mean, you don't even have to make the killer um, kind of freakishly supernatural. I, I just want him to be sort of, if he was like, you wouldn't know he was a killer on the street or you you kind of like, you wouldn't suspect. However, uh, the killer in this movie is so like a different. I don't know. It was like, was it just the seventies before like the Michael Myers Jason show up? Who was just like he looked like a gardener. Like it looked like <laughs> you know, just like the the jolly British gardener is um is just somehow this like strangler guy. But it uh. It's interesting. I, I again, just if you want to see it, see the first twenty minutes. Then the rest you could just IMDb and go about your business. I legit like skipped. I like fast forward a section where it's just like John walking around asking questions to homeless shelters. But yeah, the mm-hmm. I would say you're gonna watch this movie. Watch it either with friends or watch it like at your own pace really quickly because you're just the plot is slow and it's again get definitely has that um 70s horror draw that even halloween has that you know those moments of just trying to build atmosphere but i don't know our brains are so demand so much more that if it's not at a smoother faster pace like we just get bored easily i don't know i'm gonna ask you this for for as big of a horror movie watcher as you are, do you enjoy a slow burn horror setup or is it just like you kind of want like a little quicker delivery? I don't know. It, it depends on like my mood, like whatever what the mood I'm in. Like if I want to see like just like crazy schlock or like an act, like actual like artistic slow bird <laughs> like A24 thing or like some sort of like '80s, like ridiculous over the top slasher movie or something. I get it, but this is like none of that. Like, there's no artistic shots. I feel like a few of these shots are just like, okay, we have to film real quick because we have no permits. Yeah, they just they they blew their they, they blew their load on the <laughs> the opening. <laughs> and they're like, well, we got looks at like watch seventy more minutes. To make. Yeah, the first part of the movie is just ridiculous because it's like it's it's well paced it's lighted well it's simple in that like they don't go crazy with camera angles they don't do a lot with like character development 
I already know the basics. This is Carol. I mean, this is Julia. She's babysitting. She's doing homework and just hanging out. Like, I don't need to know her, her like, fears and desires. I just, hey, this is it. You know, she's doing her job. So, you know, I, but then it just goes off. And then you learn more about this, like, Barfly woman. Then you learn a lot about, like, I don't know, like Curtis, and then you learn a lot about John and how like he's willing to risk everything to kill Kurt, and I'm just like, I I guess. But yeah, uh, I would say, again see the first twenty minutes, then go do something else. Mm-hmm. If you got Peacock, watch it on Peacock. Cause that's how I watched it. <laughs> Uh, but that's it for me, mainly. Just want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Zach? What have you been watching? Uh, so I saw all of uh, Cobra Kai Season 5, uh, which you know came out a couple weeks ago. I finally got around to checking it out. Um, it, it's it's still super fun. Um, it's it's getting even like more and more ridiculous, but I feel like like it kind of like just like this what you've like kind of come to expect from the show, so definitely it works. But like, just like every everything about it is like so over the top, and like if this is like a certainly realistic like world, this like like it would just be like people would be getting arrested or like like none of this would be happening. But it's like like people like just people like this, these dojos having like a like a, a like a gang war in the middle of like the San Fernando Valley like um and yeah it, it just like if like like Terry Silver is just like even more evil like he's just like a, a full on supervillain like he's like the fucking like, emperor from like Star Wars or something like he's just like so over the top evil but like Tom C. Griffith is so fucking good like you hate him, but he's also just like the best, like maybe the best character of the show. Oh, he's like charming, but he's also yeah. Like, he's just, he's, he's he's just he's just he's so good at just being smarmy and over and just like like evil and like and maybe like like he, he pulled like, he, like end of season four he pulled off like, like this like crazy like Game of Thrones maneuver and then like and and now he's now he's just like going like full on like Star Wars where he's just like he's bringing in like evil apprentices or like evil like sith lords to join him like there's like a they, like kind of halfway through the season they bring in like um a bunch of like new like cobra kai like senseis and one of them is like uh the the granddaughter of like like the the master taught terry silver and uh john crease like they're like the like they're they're like form of karate and then she is just like like just like like just pure evil of just like torturing like straight up just like torturing people in like Cobra Kai to like I want you to be I'm a, I want to get the best and like and, like like forcing people like forcing like uh like 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 Peyton List like Tori to like just like break her hands I mean like like, like, like they, they, oh, they, evil they, karate again yeah they bring they bring back like the, Cobra, the Karate Kid 3 like that like uh like the the super hard wooden like metal like dummy that like Terry Silver makes Daniel like punch I made out like sewer pipes and like yeah and like, you know, like and like like oak wood. or something yeah concrete I mean, like not like plywood or anything yeah like straight up like construction wood yeah but then there's also then on on, on like the like Miyagi Do like Daniel Son side of things like he has 
chosen with him now like like so like chosen from dragon 2 is back is like now is like he and daniel are, are are buds now and then chosen is like coming in is like is like fucking like karate assassin to like like fight like the evil cobra kai like dojo senseis so no hillary swank yet no not yet um i guess i guess minor spoilers but um like Cry Kid Three, uh, so like Mike Barnes came, comes back a couple times in this new season, and Mike Barnes, he's he's the the, the bad boy of karate. He's the the, ah, the main bad guy of uh, Cry Kid Three. And then also uh, Robin Lively comes back for like an episode as uh, Jessica Andrews, who they <laughs> they like pull it like pull this like crazy like like mythology wise for like the Cobra Kai universe. They like she is. Amanda's, who's like Daniel's wife, Amanda's cousin, who introduced Amanda to Daniel. So like just like Robin Lively, Teen Witch, is the reason is like is like the reason that like uh, Daniel met Amanda. She just shows up and goes, "Hey, like, well, they, they I introduce you guys. They like they they, they kind of like leave for like a uh, like Amanda and like uh, Sam and uh, their other." <laughs> What's the what's the other, the other the, the Anthony? They like go to like uh, Ohio for like an episode because like they're like this is getting too crazy. Like we gotta leave. Like this karate is getting intense. Yeah, this karate war is getting out of hand. But yeah, like just like yeah, it's it's completely over top like soap opera craziness. But like it's it's super it's still like super super fun. Billy Zapka is just still the best. <laughs> like all of his, like he still like just, like does not understand anything like any modern technology or anything like beyond, outside the eighties. Like it's weird. He's like Star Lord sort of, but then kind of yeah. But then he's like he's around kids. There's, like it just there's like even... um like just like like one of my favorite bits is like they're at like they're at like a like a nightclub. It's like him and Daniel and Amanda and then like uh. Uh, Carmen, who's like uh, Miguel's mother, who like obviously is like dating. Uh, they've been like, she's, she's been, like dating Johnny for like like a season or two. So they're at a nightclub, and then, like he's like at the bar, he's like, "Oh, White Claw, that sounds badass. I'll have one of those." And he's like, he, like drinks it. It's like what? The, it's tastes like a watermelon pissed into a can. Like it is strange. I have to figure like, does he just did he get out of jail? Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yeah, it's just—it's like he's been in a coma for, since the '80s, and he's just like, just like woke up and like, oh, what is like, what like? Okay, like. But there's, he but there's. Got, he got, he got like kicked to the face in the '80s, so kind of like. Yeah. Daniel like probably scrambled his brains a bit. Yeah. But there's a, there's a great Rocky Four joke at at one point. Um. And there's and there's definitely like an interesting setup for like next season, which I don't even know what the, I guess they're gonna like. I, I like uh it's gonna go international maybe because like they they basically set up like there's a world cry tournament not just the all valley now it's like a world tournament called the sekai taikai that um so it's gonna i, I maybe it's gonna turn like street fighter or something we're just like i i would love it if, if it turned into like street fighter or, like or like uh like harry potter where you, like it's like like the tri wizard tournament that seems like they're setting up like it's like 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 at least at least like um they're gonna like end up in like this like world cry tournament now now we get now we're gonna see like dojos from like around the world 
mean, I, I get, like, their world building and kind of raising the stakes, but it, it's kind of weird that, like, the Karate Kid universe uh, takes place in this, like, alternate reality. Yeah, where it's, where it's like, basically, there's almost, like, there's, like, almost no police, <laughs> like... Get away with a lot of teen drama that I'm pretty sure, like, yeah. just... Can't like do. like like t- massive amounts of like home invasion and like uh vandalism and like property destruction <laughs> and like um and also like 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 the like, I won't I won't spoil what happens but like the climax like the big climactic episode of like the final episode like just like it, I I want someone to like just make like a, like, a, like a video just like explaining like the legality of like what everyone should be arrested for because like everyone is every everyone in the show should be arrested for something. Like the laws being broke for all this. Yeah, there's like trespassing and assault and like just like like just so much stuff happens in the final episode. More than just you know, um, evil karate from Cobra yeah. Kai. It's like more than that. It's just like, oh no, it's like they 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 like robbed a homeless shelter. Like what? Yeah, like 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 Terry like Terry Silver takes things to, to like just such an extreme level. We're just like, wow, okay, we are like, we are we are so beyond like just like fun karate. Now he's now he's now it's like death matches basically. So, but yeah, it, I mean it's it's still a ton of fun to watch. So if 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 you if you're a fan of, if you've been a fan of Cobra Kai so far, like definitely if you haven't seen, seen the vibe yet, definitely check it out. And I'm I'm definitely excited and interested to see what they do for season six. They just go. It's Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Oh my God! I wish they should. They should have their own. They should have one of the dojos. They should have one of the, like the international dojos, the, the Chinese dojo. The Chinese dojo. It's like this yeah. is, you know, Kung Fu Kid. I'm like, okay, thank God it's just called <laughs> Kung Fu Kid. Yeah. I'm so pissed that they call it a Karate Kid. Oh, the Jackie Chan one? Yeah. Yeah. It's not karate. Yeah, it's it's kung it's kung fu. Yeah. Kung fu. They just call it kung fu kid. I have no problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, then the, the only other thing I watched is I got a review copy of uh, Bulletproof, which uh, came out on Blu-ray this week. Uh, which is a new action movie starring Vinnie Jones, um, and also starring and uh, directed by James C. Clayton. Who's making his uh, directorial debut? He's been in a couple things. Um, it's kind of weird because like he's not like a stunt guy. Like he's not like a you know like you know like I like Isaac Florentine or Jesse B. Johnson or Sam Hargrave or like uh, all, all, these, all these guys that uh, were stuntmen that are like directing action movies. Like I don't like James James C. Clayton was not like he's not like a stunt like he's done some stunts I think but he's he's mainly just been like a like an extra or just appearing like in like kind of like smaller like tv roles and stuff uh like he was like like he was like teddy roosevelt in like time that show timeless from like a couple years ago like he was he was on like minority report as like a agent number one <laughs> like he was on fringe <laughs> so yeah it's not, it's not like he's been like a stunt person for like years but like he just yeah he just like decided like oh i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna direct this like uh action movie <laughs> And, 
and uh, it's actually it's actually surprisingly fun. Like it's it's like it's a it's a fun solid little action movie. It's not gonna it's not gonna like revolutionize the genre. It's not gonna like do it, it doesn't really do anything you haven't seen before. But it's like a, it's a fun like little like action thriller. Um, and yeah, basically it's basically the setup is that uh, James Clayton plays the thief. You never really, you never learn his first real name. He's he's just called the thief the entire time. Uh, he robs like the like safe house or like headquarters of uh this crime boss named temple who's played by vinnie jones and so he steals like a like a, like millions of dollars from like this like uh drug lab slash like headquarters but then but then he's trying to escape uh and like like this like this like base or whatever is like in like a junkyard so he's trying to like escape this junkyard but then he gets like sideswiped by another car so he steals that car after like he after like beats up and like kills the guy that like ran into him but then he finds out that like uh, Temple's wife Mia is was hiding in the trunk because she's trying to escape because she's pregnant, but she like hates Temple and wants to get away from him. So then, so then it kind of beca- so then like so then the, basically the thief kind of is like reluctantly like is like well I guess I'll help you. Um, also, but he's got forced because she's like well I heard everything that you're gonna do so I know I know where you're going to escape with, with your money so I'll just tell the cops where you're going and you get arrested so yeah you, you gotta take me with you. So she blackmails him. Yeah, and they so they they, they kind of started out, started out as like this like very like adversarial relationship, but then they, they obviously they like uh trust each they, they they grow their trust and friendship as the movie goes on. Uh, oh, love or it's more no like... they, no it's 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 more like just, they're like they become like friends like and That's, and then I I prefer them having because fr- it's like weird that it's like fall in love because of your ex of your crazy husband and then like yeah circumstantial shit. But that, but then, yeah, I, 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 like Temple, like obviously, like freaks out. It's like I want my wife back. So he sends like his like he's got this like very like colorful gang of like guys with him. Like he's got like a, a like this martial arts assassin named the Frenchman who he sends out after him, who's like one of the main villains. He also has like this guy named Skinny. He's like this like kind of like post Maloney. He's got like like tattoos all over his face and stuff. He's like one of the main henchmen. So yeah, so this kind of like colorful group of like criminals are like after them now. Um. But yeah, it's 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 it's, it's got it's, it actually it has a humor about itself. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, there's like a lot of like jokes about like uh kind of like playing with like the like typical like action movie stuff or like um like there's there's a whole, like in the beginning like when he's on, like the, the thief is like escaping from the junkyard like he plays like uh he puts like Christopher Cross on the radio like right right, right like the wind. <laughs> so he's like trying to escape to, like this like yacht rock song. Um, and they actually, they actually, I, I, I feel like James Cain must must be a, like a fan of like Edgar Wright because like they do a, like a ton of those like Edgar Wright like quick cut edit scenes. You know, like like Edgar Wright will, like 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 do like a this like super quick sequence of like just like zooming in like super fast like different like objects or like like different things. Yeah. So so it'd be like it'd be like oh there's a shot of like sh- shifter shifter brake metal steer wheel like gun like and then super super quick and they actually like they do it a couple times and they actually like, pay it off in like a pretty like funny like way toward the end. So it actually is like a setup to, like a joke toward the end. And uh, they also they also do some like some pretty clever stuff of like there's like this, kind of like this like recurring thing where like um whenever like Temple or like one of his like goons like it's like pulling a gun on like the thief or like is gonna like try to like random off the road like Mia like jumps in front of like or like sh- like pops up or like sh- like goes in front of the thief because then like she knows like Temple won't do anything to her so like she's basically like a human shield <laughs> the thief. That's it's it, like a Jackie Chan thing. Like, yeah. And then every, and then like uh, like all of Temple's guys are like getting like super frustrated by it. We're just like come on like 
Is this like a comedy? I mean, it's not it's it's not a comedy, but it, like it's it, it's not taking itself seriously. Like it's not taking itself as serious as like a, a Bruce Willis like geezer teaser or something. It's like uh, it's definitely it's definitely way better than like a lot of like the like kind of straight to video, straight to streaming action movies you've seen recently. Like most of them starring Bruce Willis, but um, but yeah, it, it definitely it has, it has a personality. It has it has a sense of humor. It's not it's not a full comedy, but it has like funny bits in it. And like and like James Clayton is like a pretty like kind of like snarky sarcastic like action hero, and, and he does some like some fun like he does like a John Woo dive at one point to like blow up a, a barrel and like uh some 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 cool fun like car chase stuff and uh, shootout stuff. So it's 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 solid. Like I you don't have to rush out and see it, but if you see it pop up on like a streaming service or like on, if you're at Redbox and you see it, like it, it's it's worth checking out. Um, and and, and Vinnie, Vinnie Jones is also doing a, like a very like Vinnie, classic Vinnie Jones performance. Like he's just like v- like growling crime boss, like be, beating the shit out of people with gra- brass knuckles. Like so, if you're if you're a fan of Vinnie Jones and like like classic like uh, like crime boss criminal Vinnie Jones, like this is also a a very a very fun sound movie for that too. But uh, yeah, so that's it for me this week. So we can wrap things up. Uh, definitely head over to site. We've got our Cracker Jack commentary up, so you can watch that uh, 1994 Thomas Ian Griffith movie with us. And I think that's on. You can watch that on, like Freebie or Tubi, or it's on YouTube. Uh, so find that, watch that with us. And we're gonna have uh some more commentaries coming up soon. We're gonna have probably two in October. We're gonna have a a special Chris birthday commentary and also like some sort of horror movie. Or maybe horror, 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 horror horrifically bad. Yep. Oh, that should be a good title for it. Um, and then yeah, I, I also I have a review of Bulletproof. If you want to read a review of Bulletproof, I have that up on site. We've got our uh game, but we got some game reviews and our Game Box 2.0 articles coming up as well. It's probably actually probably up on you if you're if you're hearing this. So head over, check all this stuff out, and uh, yeah. So for Chris, I am Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.